Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. So excited. So we're going to dive straight into the Word of God today. I'm mindful of time, but I'm very good at talking very quickly. So as long as I don't get distracted, we will be fine. So we're going to be learning about Jesus. Jesus described himself as the Good Shepherd, and we're going to be unpacking that today as to what that actually means. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your incredible presence that's in this place today, Lord. Lord, we declare that you are God, that you are sovereign, that you are all-powerful, that you are all-loving. Lord, and today we just open up our hearts and minds. We put every distraction aside now and just say, God, be God. Be God in our lives today. Be God in our church. Be God in our nation. In Jesus' name, we pray. And it's so true what Pastor Shane was saying this morning. As I was preparing, I was reflecting on there. There's lots of gods, isn't there? There's lots of gods. If you look out there, look on TV, look on social media, look at history. There are lots of gods out there. And as humans, we're always worshipping something, even when we're worshipping ourselves. You see, humans are designed to worship. And there's a lot of worship going on out there. But we were created to worship God. And our God, the Most High, Almighty God, creator of the universe. That's the one who we worship and he is a good God. And we're going to be learning about him more this morning. He's a kind God. He's a personal God. You know, I've heard testimonies of people who've come to Christ out of other religions. They've come to learn to know Jesus Christ. You know what they say? He is a kind God. He is a kind God. You will never hear about any other God like our God. There is no other God like him. He is kind. He's a personal God who calls himself our Father and sent his Son to become one of us, to live amongst us, to restore our race in all our rebellion back to right relationship with him. This Son of God, this Jesus, taught us so many things while he was here. He described himself as a good shepherd. He came to us, laid down his life for us, and died for us in our place to save us, to give us eternal life. And don't we know? Isn't that good news this morning? Today we're going to be asking the question, why does Jesus describe himself as a good shepherd? You know, if we've been in church for a while, we would have heard this message before about Jesus being the good shepherd. But today we're going to be looking at why. But before we understand about Jesus being the good shepherd, we need to understand a little bit about sheep. Okay, because that's who shepherds look after. Sheep are mentioned 185 times in the Bible more than any other animal. Cats aren't mentioned, by the way, at all. Just saying. Dogs are mentioned, but they're not usually presented in a very positive light. So I don't know if that's a good thing. I love all animals. Non-discriminatory. But when we're looking at sheep, God's often referring to us. Hmm, Okay, that's interesting. But sheep are dumb. What are you saying, God? They mindlessly follow the sheep next to them and copy whatever that sheep is doing without questioning it. If one gets scared, they all do. If one goes the wrong way, they all follow. If one gets separated from the flock, it's completely lost and doesn't know what to do. I had an experience of this on Friday night. I was in pump class in Fernwood and our instructor was leading us in the tricep track. Now, she had an injury, so she couldn't do dips off the step, right? So she talked us through all that. And anyway, so I'm all lined up to do my dips. And I'm starting to do these dips, and I'm noticing that the rest of the class is doing what the instructor's doing. She's doing the overhead presses, you know, with the weight above her head. 
and without even thinking about it, I got off my step where I was doing my dips and started doing what the whole rest of the class was doing. Now, the instructor laughed at us all and said, you're all just copying me, but I thought, isn't that funny? It's so descriptive of what we often do. Without even thinking, we just start copying what everyone else is doing, even if what everyone else was doing is wrong. It's like sheep. Does God think we're dumb like sheep? Well, I think the short answer is no, but for some, maybe. Now, I've never had a sheep But a sheep in the field sounds a lot like what would happen to our Labradoodle without his mummy. He would grow lots of long wool and get very matted and very stinky and be very quite happy about it, mind you. Dogs are quite happy with the whole stinky thing. So I just want to declare this morning that the white fluffy sheep that we see on TV have been to the sheep spa. Okay, that is not what real sheep look like. Sheep are actually quite messy. What's another thing we can look at about sheep? They can be quite stubborn. Do you know that if a sheep gets stuck in between two rocks, it will continually keep pressing forward, even though it's getting more and more and more wedged in? Hmm, Stubborn. Do you know anyone like that? So sheep need to regularly be rescued. And you know what? Jesus often uses analogies and illustrations to paint a picture. And we're going to go beneath the surface with what he's really saying here this morning when he says, I am the good shepherd. So let's turn today to John 10. We're going to be unpacking this this morning. Reading from verse 1, John chapter 10. This is Jesus' teaching. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. Now, we're going to stop there for a moment. I was looking at this going, why just say the same thing twice, God? Does anyone know the difference between a thief and a robber? Do you know that there is a difference between a thief and a robber? You're interested in knowing what it is? I found out this week. The thief is someone who uses stealth and deceit to come in and steal from people. That's what a thief does. A robber uses open aggression and bullying and abuse to steal from people. So that's the difference between a thief and a robber. The thief steals using stealth and in secret and in darkness, and the robber steals using force, threats, and violence. Do you ever feel that you're vulnerable to theft or robbery? might be different things. Maybe it's through your circumstances, feeling that they're stealing from your life or illness. Maybe it's from a manipulative relationship. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe you're vulnerable to the thief of temptation. There's lots of thieves and robbers that want to come into our lives. And you know what? Like sheep, as humans, we're all vulnerable to those things. Can you start to see some of the parallels between us and sheep? We're vulnerable and we need a shepherd, and not just any shepherd. We need a good shepherd. Let's take a look at what this shepherd is like. So the first thing that we can learn out of that passage of Scripture is that the good shepherd protects us. So we don't have it on the screen today, so I need you to keep your attention, so we're going to make it a little bit interactive, okay? What's the first thing the good shepherd does? He protects us. That's right. 
I love Psalm 23, verse 1 to 4. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to guide and your staff to protect, they comfort me. The good shepherd protects. Our good God by nature is love and his protectiveness of us is gentle and patient and kind. That's the nature of our good shepherd. Let's keep reading from verse 2. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. And see, the second thing we can learn from this is as humans, we are all relational. And like sheep, we follow someone we know, someone we identify with. And we need a shepherd to show us where to go. So the second thing that we've learned this morning is that a good shepherd guides us. Can we say that today? He guides us. What's the first one? Do you remember? He protects us and he guides us. Awesome. And there's a real picture here starting to form, you know, because I believe this. I believe that this story that Jesus is painting of the Good Shepherd is telling us more about who he is than what we are. He's trying to describe the nature of the relationship between him and us. And did you notice that Jesus didn't use an analogy like cows or goats? How are they herded? Cattle drovers. So they come in, they round up the herd and they get behind the herd and they drive them forward. Jesus is not a cattle drover. He didn't use the analogy of horses or dogs that are trained by commands and treats and punishment. Or like cats that you have to coax and manipulate to come and pat them. Or like circus animals that are kept in cages and brought out for display. Jesus doesn't use any of those other analogies. He uses the analogy of a shepherd because the shepherd is more unique than any other training of animals. And the reason I believe that he's done that is because Jesus doesn't use control or force or manipulation to lead us. He guides us in relationship, which makes him unique and different to any other God. He speaks to us so that we can follow him and are guided and led by him. The sheep who belong to him know his voice. We're just going to pause there for a moment just to quickly look at how to recognize the voice of God because this is not something that always comes naturally to us in our human state. So we see throughout the word that God can speak to us in different ways. There's an audible speaking. There's, he speaks through his word. He can speak through his signs and wonders. He can speak through an inner leading, a still small voice. He can also speak through prophecy. He can speak through people. There are lots of different ways that we can hear the voice of God. 
And in understanding how to recognize the voice of God, especially that inner leading, that we need to learn how to be able to recognize. I want you to come with me to Stocklands, Shell Harbour. Right. So I'm in Maya with James, and we're doing some shopping, and Ian's gone off to JB Hi-Fi with Rochelle. And then Ian finishes there, and he comes to find us in Maya. And if you can imagine, there's lots of voices going on. There's lots of chatter going on in Maya. Then all of a sudden, Ian hears my voice from the crowd. Now, I know you're laughing because I'm very loud, okay? And you shouldn't point out the story when Alex and Cassie went to conference later than what I did, and they were sitting on the opposite side with thousands of people, and they heard me laugh, and they knew where I was sitting. All the time, I was sitting beside a deaf man in my new job, and I made him jump when I laughed. I was not being loud in Maya this day. I was shopping for pantyhose and James was very embarrassed and I was trying to be discreet and it was not going well. But I just want to ask you the question this morning, why did Ian recognize my voice above all the other voices that were in that store that day? Because he knew me, that's right. And it's the same with the voice of God. You know, Ian and I are married, we live together, we spend a lot of time together. He would recognize my voice anywhere. And when we live with God and we spend time with him every day, we learn his voice and we recognize him anywhere. And amidst all of the din and the clatter of all of the voices and all of the, the, the thoughts that bounce around in our head, when we spend time with the Lord on a daily basis, we can hear his voice at any time, in any circumstance and in any storm. God desires to know us that closely and for us to know him that closely. And the analogy of the shepherd is painting that picture. And it's when we obey him that we learn his voice more and more and we start to learn what his leading is like. And it is something that's learned because we're serving an invisible God who speak to, speaks to us in the heart. It's not something that's that's experienced through our five senses most of the time sometimes he does audible and sometimes he does signs but most of the time he's leading us it's an inner leading and I think it's the more I get to know Jesus the more I learn that his guidance is for our own good it's not because he wants to punish us when we've done the wrong thing he wants to give us a rich and abundant life he came that we would have life and life more abundantly I've got another very good story about that to illustrate when I didn't listen to the voice of God again. And we have that, don't we? We listen to him and we, we're disobedient. I was late for work and I turn on the car and the petrol gauge is low. I've got to get from Shell Harbour to Wollongong, but I'm always a bit of an optimist when it comes to petrol and I'm thinking, yeah, I've got enough. I'm running late. I'm going to be late for this meeting with my new manager. I really should go straight there. I drove past 7-Eleven and Holy Spirit says, Suzanne, you should fill up now. I said, Holy Spirit, I've learned from experience that I will probably regret this decision, but I'm going to keep going because I don't want to be late to the meeting. And I, even as I drove past, I knew I was doing the wrong thing. Anyway, God is gracious and he is loving and he's kind, right? Even when we're disobedient, sometimes he lets us learn from our mistakes. Get to work. The meeting's cancelled. My boss has been called into another meeting. Right, should have got the petrol. Go through it. Get a call from Ian saying, I've got to work. I can't get the kids today. Can you get them from the school? Forgotten that I was low on petrol. 
get in the car, turn on the engine, very low petrol by this point. No, that I probably won't make it to Warrawong. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm in Wollongong. Start to panic, not thinking very logical, okay? When Suzanne panics, logic goes out the window. So, I'm like, okay, I've got to find a petrol station here. So I drive down to go down Crown Street, thinking that there would be a petrol station, but not Crown Street, Borelli Street. No petrol station. Very panicked, lots of traffic lights. Kids going to be picked up late, right? Madly pull into Aldi's because I see a petrol station's on the wrong side of the fence. All right, I'm just a mess by this stage. So I'm driving to Warrawong, shaking like a leaf, and I rolled down all the hills, made it in the petrol station, got to school 40 minutes late, and the kids were not very happy with me. And the Holy Spirit's just sitting there. You should have listened, Susan. I'm like, I know. God guides us because he's leading us. And, you know, he cares about those small things in our lives. And it's when we learn his guiding in the small decisions that we will be able to make the big decisions about who to marry, about what house to buy, about what job to go for, because we're walking in daily relationship with him. Don't just wait for God to guide you with the major decisions. Enjoy his relationship absolutely every day. Our good God by nature is love. Like a shepherd, he doesn't control or force us. He leads us by speaking to us in relationship, and we respond by choosing to follow him. Verse 6, those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant. So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. He wants to lead us because he loves us. And this good shepherd of the relationship that we have opens the gate and we can come and go freely. This is a relationship of knowing him. This is a relationship of willing obedience where we choose to follow him, where he speaks to us and we can choose to obey or not. As humans, we all get lost, and like sheep, we wander off, get misled, get tricked, get scattered, get stubborn, get filthy. We need a shepherd to guide us back to safety and goodness, his care and provision. Isaiah 40.11 says, He tends his flock like a shepherd, and he gathers the lambs in his arms and carries those close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young so the third area that we're going to look at this morning is that the good shepherd frees us so what's the first one he protects us he guides us and he frees us verse 10 the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. It's God's intention that we find good pastures so that we can be satisfied. Verse 11, Jesus goes on, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's only working for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. Maybe you've had people like that in your life. 
that have promised to look after you. They've promised to love you. They've promised to care for you. And at the first sign of danger, they've taken off and abandoned you and rejected you. They weren't the good shepherd. They weren't like Jesus. He's not like that. The good shepherd does not have any other agenda than caring for you. He knows everyone in the flock by name. When one wanders off, the good shepherd pursues them and carries them home to the others. A shepherd, a good shepherd is self-sacrificing to the point of willing to lay down their life for the sake of the, for the, sake of the flock. Verse 14, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. And just looking at that passage that we've just read there from verse 10, we need to understand that as humans, we all have an enemy. We all have enemies. At times we get deceived. At times we've been abandoned. And sometimes we've gotten trapped. We need a shepherd to set us free. So we're moving on to the last point now. So what are the first three? He protects us, guides us, frees us. And the fourth one is he restores us. So many are born into circumstances we can't control. Some people are born left feeling abandoned and wandering, not having anyone look after them. But I just want to declare this morning as the good news today is even if you have never known the Good Shepherd, He is coming for you and He is welcoming you into the fold. And the Bible says that Jesus actually leaves that sheep fold to go after you because that's how much He loves you. Luke, Luke 15 verse 4 to 7 says, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. When he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to. Our good God by nature is love. And if you've never had the opportunity to know him as the true shepherd, he is opening the gate up for you to receive you in. Let's have the worship team up just as we begin to close today. So we asked the question at the start of today, why does Jesus describe himself as the good shepherd? What is it about Jesus that makes him like a shepherd? Well, firstly, as sheep, we need a shepherd. We need a saviour. And without Jesus, we're vulnerable to the thief and the robber. We go astray and get stubborn and we get messy and we get lost and we get trapped. The Lord Jesus doesn't want to control us. He wants to know us and he wants to care for us. He has a plan for our lives to protect us from the enemy, guide us in relationship, free us from sin and restore us to his care and his provision. He loved us so much that he laid down his life for us. I know we hear that as Christians a lot, but let's not get 
familiar with that this morning. If you were the last person here on this planet, Jesus would die just for you. That's how much he loves you individually. This isn't some noble act that he just did in this, this abstract thing for humanity. Jesus came. He was one of us. He walked this planet that we would be restored to right relationship with our creator. Do you think that's good news today? Just as we close the last two verses in that passage in John 10, Jesus said, The Father loves me because I sacrificed my life so I may take it back again. Jesus rose from the dead. He laid it down willingly. The Father didn't force Jesus either. Jesus chose for us. Jesus said, no one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. It's how beautiful he is. It's exquisite he is. One of the girls at work asked me about my faith. Is, this, is it because of your faith, Suzanne? I said, no, it's because of Jesus. It's because of him. I said, he is the most exquisitely beautiful being in all existence. And I know him and I hear his voice and I walk with him every day. And the look on her face told me she had never heard that before. People have an idea of what God is and they have all their pictures of religion, but we've got to share Jesus. We've got to know him. We've, it starts by following him, by knowing him, not out of obligation or duty or religion, but because we want to know him, because we choose to follow him, because we acknowledge our need for a saviour. Isaiah 53, verse 5 to 6, he's using sheep again. But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Let's bow our heads this morning. Lord Jesus, we thank you for using the analogy, the picture of a shepherd to communicate your heart for us. And today for each one of you, the good shepherd has come for you individually. He wants you to know him because he is good. He wants to save you from your enemy who's not good, who's trying to steal and kill and destroy from your life. He has a plan for your life to protect you, guide you, free you and restore you. He doesn't want to control you. He wants to save you. If you want to be set free by him today, if you want to come out from under the power of the thieves and the robbers in your life, if you want to be freed from your sin, if you want to invite him into your life and be invited into his life and come under his care to walk in daily relationship with him, I encourage you to raise your hands today. You're responding to the Lord today. This is for all today to receive salvation from our God. If that's you, I encourage you to raise your hands in this place today to receive from heaven. The gate is open to all. We're going to pray a prayer this morning today to receive Jesus, declare that he's Lord of our life, son of the living God. 
Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Make me new. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for me and rose again so I could live for you. Fill me with your spirit so I can follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you for new life. Today I give you my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You can look up this morning. What a wonderful, wonderful God we serve. Amen. And um, if you've came today, then you've come to the right place. You've come to a place where you will be loved, where you'll be encouraged, and you'll be strengthened because this is an amazing place of the people of God who will love you and walk with you on that journey. And if you've prayed that prayer for the first time today, we've got Rachel and Chrissy up the back. If you give everyone a, a wave. We have a gift that we'd like to give to you. And we'd love to be able to stand with you and walk with you on that journey of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's stand this morning. We're going to sing one more song before we have everything else after the service. Encourage you, if you want to come up and learn about sharing your heart for Jesus, remember that after the service. Amen.